Amen. Can you stand up on your feet, Newbirth? I know you're real comfortable and cozy, but we didn't come here to be cozy. We came here to lift up the name of the Lord today. I want you to do me a favor. Just give somebody a hug. Say, welcome home. Welcome to Newbirth. Welcome home. Hug somebody. Hug somebody. It's a free hug. Amen. I'd like to pray over the preaching and teaching of God's words. My name is John. I'm the young adult pastor here at our church. I'm here on behalf of our lead pastor, Pastor Gabby. By the way, this Tuesday, we don't only start our, our prayer and fasting tomorrow, but this Tuesday night, we're going to be hearing from our lead pastor. How many of you guys received a word from our lead pastor last Sunday? Come on, Pastor Gabby. How many of you guys love your pastor? This Tuesday and every Tuesday in January, we're gathering Tuesday nights in this room. If you've never joined a hope group, make sure you come to this service. It's, it's going to be a, a, a filling of your spirit. We're going to be praying together, fasting together. We're going to be taking petitions from each and every one of you. And for the end, from now to the end of January, we're just going to be praying and seeking the face of God. Uh, there's different types of fasts you can do. There's a Daniel fast. There's a water fast. There's a one meal a day fast. There's a social media fast. Uh, streaming TV fast. Come on, some of y'all need to fast your phone. Hello. Um, but this is a time, hear me, this is a time when we weaken the flesh and we strengthen the spirit. You know, if you have medical conditions, please see your doctor as to what steps you can take to fast. But that at the end of the day, fasting is about a weakening in the flesh and a strengthening in the spirit. If you've never fasted before, fast with your church starting tomorrow for the next 21 days. I believe we're going to see heaven open up over this church. I believe I'm going to see heaven open up in your life. I believe some things you've been battling for years because of this fast, you'll be able to put it down and break free from it. Something special when we get serious with our relationship with God. Amen. If you've ever fasted before, can you just wave at your boy one time? Have you ever done a fast before? Majority of our church, we're a young church, we've never done it. And listen, to go places you've never been, sometimes you got to do things you've never done. And we're going to start this together tomorrow. I want to pray over you. We worship, we prayed, we worship God with our songs and with our words and with our lips and our hands. We gave of our, our money, our finances. We worship God with our treasure as he asked us to, but now it's time to hear from heaven. Church, can you bow your heads and close your eyes if you feel comfortable? Just lift your hands in this place for the few moments we have left in our service. I pray this word is for you. I pray you receive it. I pray the Holy Spirit speaks to you in a fresh and a clear way. God, we thank you because your presence is here. Your presence is a promise, and there's peace in this room. There's joy. There's love. There's grace and there's mercy. God, remind a sinner today that there's not enough sin that can push us away from God. God says that he abides right there where you are in the cave. He abides in that place, right in that darkness. He abides in that place. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Right in that hole, he finds you in that hole. Right in the darkness, he reaches down in that darkness. Right in the fire, he provides the fire escape. Holy Spirit, speak to me. Come on, say in your own words, speak to me, God. I'm not just going to listen. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to write down what you say to me, God. What you say to me matters. God, I pray a message like today and a service like today transforms our lives from the inside out. Come on, all God's people said. Come on, can you shout amen like we're a Pentecostal church? Come on, somebody. Amen. Before you sit down, before you sit down, I want you to high-five high somebody. Say, hope makes it happen. Hope makes it happen. Hope makes it happen. Amen. 
for the few moments we have left together, um, for the few moments we have left together, I just got to say, thank you for coming to church today. Can y'all make some noise? Come on. You made it to church. Thank you. Do not miss a week this year. Yo, what if we said, if I'm in town in 2023, I'm going to be at church. I had a young adult tell me, Pastor, what do I give if the week of church is not the week that I get paid? I told him, hey, the week you don't get paid and there's an offering, give your offering. And then the week you're paid, give your tithe. Come on, someone shout amen in this place. I told him, don't, don't come empty-handed. Hello. But what if we said that, God, every Sunday I'm going to give something. I'm going to give my worship. I'm going to give my praise. I'm going to show up in the room. I don't care if it's raining outside. Something about when you wake up and water is hitting the roof of your home. It's like sleepy serum. Anybody else? It's like, God, you've anointed my sleep today. No, no, no. Listen, every Sunday, I dare you to come to church this year. Every Tuesday, I dare you to make room for God. Come to the warehouse this Tuesday night. We're going to worship. We're going to pray. We're going to small teaching from our lead pastor. But show up and show out. New birth, what would your year look like if you showed up and signed up for everything that God had for you at this church? What if this is the year you didn't miss a tithe, you didn't miss a service, you didn't miss a fast, you didn't miss an event, you didn't miss a women's event, a men's event? Come on, where my young adults at, my youth at, you didn't miss a summer camp, you didn't miss a young adult retreat. What if this is the year you signed up, you showed up, you didn't just step in, but you stepped up? The truth is, is that we're all building something, but today, and in the few moments we have left, I want to talk about vision. The title of today's sermon, anybody taking notes today, please take notes, just make me feel better. I've got a thousand words written down, write, write three of them, hello. And it's this title right here, Build With Vision. Go ahead, write that as the title of your notes. Can you just act like you're writing something down? <laughs> Makes me feel so good. No, honestly. The Pentecostal church is so good, leaving church with feelings and no information. Come on, can we take notes today? Build with vision. Build with vision. Matthew 16, 18, Jesus has a conversation with Peter. We know his name is Rock, translated. He says this to Peter, upon this rock, I will build, someone say build, my church. They, they teach this verse at church planning seminars. By the way, we went to all the church planning conferences after we planted new birth, right? So how many of you guys know the favor of God is on this house? Hello. God calls amateurs. And the way they teach this in church planting seminars, they say, hey, here's a good reminder who builds the church. God builds his church. God's not building your church. He's building his church. God's not doing you a favor. This church belongs to Jesus. Come on, the people of God say Amen. This is his church, but what's so awesome is that he's building it, and the gates of hell, other translations say, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Listen, if hell is pushing on you, remain in the church because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Can I talk to some people in here that the devil's been tempting you, he's been trying you, he's been throwing sickness, he's been throwing shade, he's been throwing shame. Listen, would you remain in the church because the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I want to talk to some people who feel like quitting. I want to talk to some people who have a tendency that when things get hot, they run out the kitchen. That when things get tough, they back away. I want to talk to some people that in some moments in life, they find themselves 
quitting, backing up, just shying away. Listen, if you walk out of the house of God, out of the hand of God, and out of the blessing of God, how do you expect his favor to follow you? He's gracious where any moment you could repent, turn from your sins, and right there you receive him again. He welcomes you home. Come on, how many guys believe that a thousand times you fail? There's salvation a thousand and one times ready for you. But the truth is, don't walk outside the blessing of God and still expect to be blessed. Listen, if you are in the church, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. If you are in the hand of God, the gates of hell will not prevail against you. And the people of God say, amen. Here's the thing, next point. There is always something being built by God. God's always building something, amen? What am I trying to say? God didn't stop building when he created the heavens and the earth. He's still building today. He's building his church. Although media outlets, although persecution, although demonic forces, culture, witches, warlocks, whatever it is, any demonic force that tried to prevail against the church for over 2,000 years has not overtaken the church of Jesus Christ. God is building his church. That's what he's building. He's always building something. You know what God is also building? God is also building broken homes back together. He's mending broken homes. He's bringing fathers home. He's bringing mothers home. He's bringing children's home. God is always building the family. Did you know that? God is building holiness deep within the hearts of young men and young women in this church. There is a fire within young people right now. Not a fire to just run, but a fire to run holy. Come on, can anybody touch and agree for that? There is something being built up in young people to say, I'm going to be the man of God God called me to be. I'm going to be the woman of God God called me to be. Because God is always building something. I want to talk to some people in here that feel like God stopped building them when they got saved. Listen, God doesn't stop building you. The Holy Spirit is not meant for altars. The Holy Spirit is meant for the altar of your heart every single day. Correcting you, guiding you, convicting you, motivating you, encouraging you, comforting you, counseling you. The Holy Spirit is building us up every single day. Come on. How many guys know God is always up to something? He's always building something. Amen. But my prayer this year is that we catch a vision please hear my heart we catch a vision for what god is trying to build within us amen in other words if god's trying to plant an orange tree don't go plant apple trees it's nice it's going to feed your family but that's not what god told you to do it's nice it'll provide shade it's going to taste good there's food on the table but that's not what god told you to do i pray we leave today and we start pondering and, and praying god give me a vision because God you're always building something God you're always where's your spiritual life when you look at 2022 how was your Bible reading and your prayer life because I want to let you know in this year God wants to take that to the very next level how much money did you save last year? How much out of debt do you get? Because I want to let you know that God has a vision for your finances to bless you. That you'd be so blessed. That you'd be a blessing to other people. But do you have vision for it? Is God building anybody in this place? But so You see, oftentimes what God does is that he gives you a glimpse of the vision. Someone shout amen today. My next point is this, build with vision 
and not just bricks. Christians, listen, we don't just do stuff. No, no, no. We say, God, what do you want me to do? If you're in here and you feel like God's giving you like a gift of generosity and, and, and God's giving you administrational gifts and business, entrepreneurship gifts. Listen, don't just build something. Ask God, what do you want me to build? Because without vision, I'm just building the leaning tower of Pisa. It's big, it's tall, but because I had no vision, it's a little crooked, you know what I'm saying? It's a little... Eh. And everyone sees what you built, but because you had no vision, it's just a little... Eh. See, we got to build with vision. There's a glimpse that God has given you to how to be who he called you to be in today's age. Do I have any fathers in here? Do you have a vision for the father you're going to be this year? Do I have any moms in the room? Okay, any grandmas in the room? Do you have, same thing, do you have a vision for what God's called you to do? You see, if we don't have vision, we are just building blind. Amen? I was just at a painting with a twist. Who's ever done painting with a twist? Okay. Well, we just paint. We don't do any of the twisting. Anyways. <laughs> um, anyways. It's so fun to do painting with a twist because there's an there's a instructor, and she had, like, a little microphone. She had, like, a little TV. She had her canvas, and then, like, my whole family's there. We took up the whole place. We all had our canvases. Is there like a plural word for canvases? Canvi? Nope, canvases. Anyway. Pray for me, I'm a preacher, not, not an English major. We're looking at her canvas, and what's awesome is we don't end up painting all something different. Like at the very end, we don't all show, oh, look, it's interpretive arts. What did you interpret? You know what I mean? It's all interpretive. No, at the end, we hold our canvases together and we hold it in alignment to what the instructor had the entire time this was the best part for me is that she had as you know she does a stroke we do a stroke she 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 draws a line we draw a line but right next to her is an already completed image of what the frame is so my smart self I took a picture of the computer frame I'm like snap and I have like the the picture here so as we're following and we're doing left stroke right stroke up down different brush I've got vision for what the whole picture is going to look like so we're following the instructor right left right and we're you know we're obeying but what helps me in my obedience is that I've got a vision somewhere so I'm not just doing what the instructor told me to do. I also have a little glimpse of where I'm going with this. I want to I tell someone, maybe in your Christian walk, you're frustrated or stagnant because you are simply brushing strokes in your Christian walk without having any vision of what you're drawing. What if, what if you are frustrated and you're stagnant because you're putting down strokes, you're building this image, but you've lost what the end looks like? In January of 2020, we did a youth event at the Kissimmee Civic Center 
800 youth and young adults gathered in one room at a basketball gym. No invited guests. Israel Hutton didn't come. Only Jesus showed up. It was just Jesus. No preachers, nothing. And we filled that place up. I remember being third story up, looking down at the masses of people. And I remember, I caught a deja vu. You guys ever get that deja vu? But you know the deja vu was a dream deja vu? You're like, wait a minute. No, this, I didn't do this before. I dreamt this before. It's one of those moments. I'm looking at a, a, a monumental night. Over 100 salvations. I mean, I'm just like, this isn't, I got a glimpse of a dream that I had probably a year before. Literally the same, the same dream is what I saw. And like, I'm so corny. I did the dream because I already know what the dream, you know, the, like in the dream I said something and like I said it. And I was like, I'm so weird. <laughs> but this is what comforted me right there in the middle of that. This is what comforted me. You know, that was January and, you know, and then March. We know what happened in 2020. You know what, what kind of held me down was that, man, I just stepped into one of the greatest rooms that God did in our ministry. But there was a vision that I had before it that when I walked in and I saw it's just God already gave me a vision. New birth, I'm, I'm bringing this real example to ask you a question. Do you have a vision for your life? Do you have vision? Do you have vision? I didn't ask you if you had sight. I asked you if you had vision. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 says, and the Lord answered me. He said, write the vision. You guys know, and you know, my, all my writers and my journal people, you guys are, you guys are going to love this. You know that writing is very spiritual. I thought I'd get more amens there. Writing is very spiritual. The Bible you have was written. It is the written word of God. And listen. We got to do this this year. I dare you to write down the vision, the dream, the glimpse, the, the, the word that God gave you. I dare you to write it down. Have you wrote down the vision of your life? Have you wrote it down? Or is it somewhere that you can grab? Because here in the back, it says, write the vision. Because when you write it, it just becomes plain. And when it's plain, whoever reads it, they're not just going to read it. They're going to run with it. When you've got vision and it's clear vision, you'll read it. And when you read it, you'll run with it. And the vision of our church this year is hope makes it happen. So you know what's the vision for this house and for your house? That hope will make it happen. If you believe that, can you shout amen at the 12 o'clock service? I love this so much. You write the vision and when it's plain, they'll run with it. Basically, I put it this way, next point, that nothing makes you move more than vision. Nothing makes you move more than vision. In fact, if you're moving without a destination, if you're moving without vision, I could probably argue, with the, I could probably argue the point that you're moving without direction. If you're moving without vision, listen, a father without vision, that house is in trouble. If you don't got vision for your finances, your finances is in trouble. Because the truth is, is that God has a vision for your life. If you believe that, shout amen. God has vision for you. God wants you to be out of debt. God wants you to be healed. God wants you to process what happened to you when you were a child. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to be holy. God wants to fulfill you. And listen, God wants to blow you away. And if you're here today saying, I don't have the image. Listen, God's going to, he's going to start giving you a glimpse of vision. Can I give you some areas you need vision for? Somebody say amen. You need, you need vision for your spiritual life this year. 
In other words, put some measurables down. Make some goals for your spiritual walk. I read X amount of books in the Bible. I'm going to read this much this year. I fasted this many times. I'm going to fast this many times. These many people, this amount of people got saved by my witness this year. I'm going to double it by summer. This many people got baptized because of my witness. I'm going to triple that by Christmas. I've got measurables, I've got goals, and I've got vision for my spiritual journey. Come on, anybody receiving something in the room today? Listen, not just spiritual vision. Do you have vision for your physical health as well? Pentecostals are good at running around the church. We suck at running on a treadmill. <laughs> I told that last service, you know, no one laughed really. Do you have vision for, like, your physical health? Because so many times we blame God. We blame the devil for, for a sickness when it's just a consequence of our habits. You got vision for your health? You got vision? Come on, this is the year we drop a little bit of weight. Hello. Come on, somebody. And the people of God said, amen. Listen, this fast. Come on, somebody. This could be, this could be the three weeks right here. What am I saying? Yo, no one got abs on accident. You know what I'm trying to say, y'all? Some people you know in your life, they get abs just looking at the gym. It's like, what? But for the most of us, watch this. We, we, got, we need vision for that. My spiritual life, my physical health. Do you have vision for your mental health this year? Is this the year we get into a hope group? Is this the year we go to counseling? Is this the year I receive therapy? I got trauma I need to process. I got things I need to go through. I got things I got to work through. Do you have vision for your mental well-being or will you only run on your own knowledge and not get knowledge from other places? You see, you know pride is the biggest reason why Christians don't grow? Because they're too prideful to ask someone who has the answer. Because, no, 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 I got my answer. I got my way of doing it. And you'll never grow. Sometimes you got to put pride aside. You got to put all this aside. The image aside, the pride aside. You know, to ask for help is to say, man, I'm humble enough to ask for help. I'm humble enough to ask for help. Another area you need goals for, vision for, you have vision for your finances. Is this the year that we don't miss a tithe? Is this the year that we give sacrificially to the greatest investment we can make, not in this natural world, but in the next world? Is this the year we're faithful in our giving to the greatest establishment the world has ever seen, the church of Jesus Christ, which is the hope of the world? Come on, nothing makes you move more than vision. Why are you talking about vision, Pastor? Why do I need a vision for my, my, my mind, my health, my money, my family, my relationship? Why do I need vision? Proverbs 29, 18 tells you why you need vision. Because where there is no vision, the people perish. So we can gather, we can sing kumbaya, but if new birth doesn't have vision, we are a gathering of presence and a little bit of perish. It's a gathering, but we need direction. Someone say direction. We need vision. You need vision, and God's going to give you a glimpse. Some of you guys already got a glimpse, an image, a trailer, a snippet. Some of you guys got a word from God. That's your vision, that you're going to be a pastor, that you're going to be a leader, that you're going to start something, that you're going to do this. Some of us have been given that vision, given that word. Listen, that vision is your engine, and if we do not lead with vision, we will only perish. I'd like to talk about Noah real quick. I'd like to ask the whole worship team to come up. It says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 18, I think if one person knows how to build something with vision, it's Noah. 
right? It says, I will establish my covenant with you. God to Noah. Somebody say covenant. That's a huge word. Jesus says it at the Last Supper. This is the new covenant in my blood. So there's a new covenant. There's an old covenant. And God says, I'm going to establish my covenant with you, my promise with you. We know Noah to be a descendant of Abraham, who God put the blessing on. So God didn't just choose Noah because he looked nice. He didn't choose his family because they had blue eyes. But he selected them because there was something in his blood that related to a promise that God made already. And this is so awesome that it says, you will enter the ark, you, your sons, your wife and your sons, wives with you. It's you. It's for your whole family. Build an ark. Build an ark. When you read Genesis, you see God gives clear instructions of what to build, how to build, how big, how wide. Put a window here. Put a door here. God, you know, you, it's going to be suitable for animals, male and female. He gives clear instructions. Here's the next point, that God gives the vision and Noah builds. The very next point, God gives the vision and Noah builds. When, 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 I, when I was studying for this message and I wrote that point down, I prayed in my heart. I pray this is the story of your life for 2023, that God gave you a vision and you just started to build. That God gave you a vision and you just, you just did what he told you to do. That God gave you a vision in 2023 and you just built because he told you to do it. That's my prayer this year. It sounds so easy, right? It sounds so easy to be given instructions. Okay, just do it. But here's what I noticed. The longer you and I are in Christ and in faith and in relationship with God, the response time between when he tells you to do something and you actually do it begins to shrink. Anybody else notice that? Like, okay, I'll prove it to you. Somebody gets saved. I remember somebody gets saved. And you're like, hey, man, when are you going to get baptized? Like, I don't know, like probably two years from now, you know, I'm just taking my time, you know. Wait a minute. No, no, no. So it's salvation, then it's baptism. Salvation is an inward confession, but the baptism is the outward expression. And so many times when you're new in the Lord, you're new in the faith, and you're young in the Lord. I'm really talking to everybody here. When you're young in the Lord, and, 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 and God, you got saved. You know how long it takes to take that very next step? In other words, you got vision. It's just, it's just hard to jump into serving and do next steps. And it's hard to take that step. Listen, friends, maturity in the Lord, very next point. Maturity in the Lord is shortening the time between his call and your response. When you are mature in the Lord, that time between when he calls and you respond grows short. But here's, here's the next idea. Noah, Noah endured. Noah endured. Noah endured. And here's the truth. Anything worth building will require endurance. Anything worth building will require endurance. Anybody here, anybody over here... Anybody 100 years old? Raise your hand. 100. We got one baby boy 100 years old. I love you, bro. No one's 100. When God called Noah to build an ark, he was 500 years old. How old was he? 
five of your lifetimes when God called him. I want to tell somebody, you think it's late? God can't use you. God can use anybody. If God is using rocks to cry out, if God is using birds to give him worship, if God is using the cosmos, how much more does he want to use his son and daughters? I don't care how, I don't care what your age is. Noah's 500. God's like, yo, build an ark. I'm going to flood the earth, but I'm going to save you. I found favor on you. And you know how long it took Noah to build the ark? 100 years. How long did it take? A hundred years. So he didn't build something. And his eye got, that was cool. That <laughs> was dope. I actually, you know, did membership. Let's go. No, no, no. It's like, no, no, no. This is a year thing. Like, go all year with every single day. He's building something. And you know how foolish you look when God tells you to build something that no one's seen before. Do you know how foolish you look when you're building something that God told you to build that no one has even seen before? I can imagine people looking at Noah saying, bro, you've been doing this for 365 days. Can you give it up? Your boat looks like a deck. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like an attachment to a porch. Like, what are you doing, bro? I, I know I look foolish, but, but, God, but God told me to do it. God told me to do it. God told me to do it. Year one goes by. His children are growing up. Year two, year three, all his children are out of diapers. He's still building. God told me to do it. Noah, there's not even rain falling. What do you mean? Rain's going to fall and flood. There's no rain. What is rain? I don't care how it looks. God told me to do it. I'm going to be obedient. I don't understand everything. But God told me to build. God has given me a vision. And I'm going to do what he told me to do. I'm just going to keep building. I'm going to keep showing up. I'm going to keep being here on Sundays. I'm going to keep going to Hope Group. I'm going to keep tithing. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep seeking the face of God. I don't care if I'm not finished. I'm more concerned about being obedient, so I'm going to keep building. I'm going to keep building. Year 15 goes by. Noah, what are you doing? It's been 15 years. Is God a liar? Did he really tell you to do it? Listen, I don't have all the answers. I'm just going to build. I'm just going to build. I'm just going to build. I don't know when the flood is happening. I'm just going to build. I'm just going to build. I don't know where the animals are going to come from. I'm just going to build. I'm just going to build. I'm just going to build. I'm going to keep going. Following God is not for the weak. Following God is not for quitters. Listen, it's time to get strong in the Lord because the joy of the Lord is my strength. When people are questioning, I'm going to keep building. 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 We have a ministry that goes out every other Friday night and we feed the homeless. We feed them. We pray with them. What are you doing on a Friday night? You could be anywhere in Central Florida, but they got jackets on, they got scullies on, and they got the Bible in their hands. There's people in your row that are serving homeless outreach every other Friday. You know what they're doing? They're just building a boat. They're building a boat. They're building a boat. They're building a boat. I'm not going to stop because God gave me a vision for these people. So I'm going to keep building. I'm going to keep building. 
Ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place. This is why we're fasting. You know why we're fasting? Because my flesh right now wants to be in Cocoa Beach on a, on a surfboard. You want to talk to John, the flesh of John right now? He wants to go to Jimmy King. That's a Dominican burger. You're welcome. No, 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 no. I'm not here because of my flesh or my feelings. I'm here because God told me to be here. Someone told me the other week, a few weeks ago, wow, you're preaching? You're really young. Well, yeah, I'm just really obedient because I would not be preaching if God didn't tell me to preach. I'm here because, so you know, I'm just going to keep building. 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 I'm going to keep building. I'm going to keep building. I don't care how it looks. Can we lay hands on Lulu real quick? Lulu? In the name of Jesus, can we raise, lay hands on her? Lay hands on her. Lulu, you are building something, and people don't understand it. They don't understand it. They don't understand it, but there's an anointing. There's an anointing. There's an anointing. And God called your brother to build something, but God called you to build something too. And God has vision for everybody, but God's got vision for you too. So keep on building. So keep on building. You feel like quit? Keep on building. You feel like giving up? Keep on building. Keep on building. Keep on building. Because no eye has seen, no ear has heard. The plans, come on somebody. Just keep on building. Year 50. Noah's been 50 years. How's that vision looking? Listen, I don't work off my content. Like, here's my next point. Can you give it to me? I don't function based off my understanding. Here's my last point. Understanding can wait, but obedience cannot wait. I don't understand it. I'm just going to keep on building. I'm going to keep on building. Anything worth building will require endurance. My last point today is this. Is that our hope, my hope, my hope is in his word. That if he gave me a vision for my family, my finances, my health, my relationships, my ministry, if he's given me a vision and he spoke a word, that word will come to pass. I want to encourage some Christians that they, they received the word, but they're losing strength right now. They're losing, they're losing a little bit of that energy. The energy's there when you heard the word, but what happened when you're waiting on the word? When you just got to build and do what God told you to do. He gave you a word. Here's the last verse I'd love to let, to send us off with. That's this. Numbers 22 verse 19. It's that God is not a man that he should lie. Let's all stand up to our feet today. God is not a man that he should lie. Noah is given a new covenant. Right there in that moment, God is speaking to Noah saying, I've got a covenant with you. I've got a covenant with you. God looked at the earth and he saw sin. Literal people doing anything with their sexuality, anything they wanted to do. God said, I'm going to flood this earth because I'm just, but I'm going to send an ark and save the world because he's not just just, he's also mercy. He doesn't only give consequence to sin, he provides a fire escape. I want to tell some people in here, you serve a God that doesn't only 
give floods, but he also sends an ark in the middle of the flood that all who confess Jesus to be Lord will be saved. It's the new covenant in my blood, Jesus says. New covenant in my blood. That if you just believe in me and receive me, you'll have eternal life. All over this room, with every head by every eye closed, we're doing something right now called an altar call, salvation call. If you'd like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you to come up to the front and meet me at the altar. It's going to take a little bit of boldness, a little bit of courage, a little bit of steps. And as you get ready, I'd like, I'd like all of our pastors to come up, all of our core leaders. If you could just line up in the front and get ready for people. We're going to have two types of people coming up. People who want prayer for salvation and anyone who just wants prayer for that vision that God's given them. But whoever you are, if you want salvation, if you want prayer, every head bow, every eye closed in this room, I'm going to invite you up for salvation to the altar. On the count of three, if you want salvation, you're going to receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. I'm going to invite you, when I say three, just to get out of your seat. We have so many aisles now. Just get out of your seat and come to the altar if you want salvation. Here we go. One, the moment of salvation is now. Don't let it pass you by. Two, this is your day for salvation. Come on, if you want it, one, two, three. Come on, is anybody coming up? Anybody coming up for salvation? We already have one person coming up for salvation. We got two for prayer. Come on, thank you so much. Thank you. Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Come on. Let's pray over them right now in the name of Jesus, God. I pray salvation, God. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord. You strengthen your son, God. Strengthen your son. Come on, we got someone else for salvation, church. Can you lift it up? Let's worship. Come on, let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship. Let's worship. I put my faith. I put my faith.